ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. And good morning to you on this Australia Day morning. I hope you beat the heat yesterday. It was a hot one trying to keep our animals cool and uh, there have been some meetings abandoned. So hopefully we'll get over that and we continue can continue enjoying some racing. There's been plenty of action on and off the track this week and I'll be joined by Sandown's media manager Michael Floyd to talk about the two listed races at Sandown on Thursday night and also GRV Deputy Chair Peter Duncan to talk about the Gap Adoption Weekend. <laughs> What's making news around the kennels? The two features at Sandown on Thursday night, the McKenna Memorial and Australian Sprint, were taken out by Deliver for Shona Thompson and Orson Allen for Corey Grenfell, respectively. Michael Floyd will be joining me shortly. We'll catch up on all the news from Sandown. The Gap Adoption Weekend that was to last three days again ended prematurely with 111 dogs being adopted out of the Seymour Kennels last Friday and Saturday, which is a new record. We'll hear more about this and an exciting announcement later in the show. My Brocade lowered unlawful entries track record at Ballarat on Wednesday night by 0.02 of a second over the 545 metre trip. The Anthony Azapati train chaser has been a very consistent dog in his 28-start career with nine wins and 12 placings. A Group 1 victory for Poke the Bear in the Paws of Thunder last Saturday night wasn't to be after a tardy getaway. If you listened to this show last week and followed my guest Ron Arnold's tips, you would have landed the $8 winner in Buck's future. Cash Point ran a very good second with Miss Splendamiro running third. Ron has already put his hand up to come back on the show with a couple of features coming up at Wentworth Park next week. So let's hope he can find us another $8 winner. We lost a member of the racing community this week in Pamela Burns. Pamela and her husband Terry have been regulars at Cranbourne for many years, winning the 2010 Cranbourne Cup with Arvo's Florence. Pamela must have been looking down on the dogs Wednesday night at Cranbourne with Terry training a double. So condolences to Pamela's family. Sale have a big night planned tonight uh, on Australia Day. They always have a huge turnout on Boxing Day night, so tonight will be no exception, I'm sure. They've got plenty planned there, including a big barbecue, so hopefully people can head to sale. And the Gippsland Carnival has had to ad-lib to a degree with the indefinite closure of Terelgan. The carnival will now only consist of three cups, the last one being Cranbourne on February the 9th. The heats are on next Saturday night. And Sal Perna, the Racing and Integrity Officer, is once again hitting the road with his Integrity Roadshow during February and March. Details are on the GRV website. Racing, Deliver began well, so did Dinah Chancer as Deliver goes straight out to lead, settling down and shot right away over Dinah Chancer, Roger Express, followed by Neo Cleo, My Redeemer, around it Ben Ali, well back Blackjack Neo, Go Seek Heidi, the tail ender, delivers an almighty leader, turning out of the straight and goes down the back about six in front now to Roger Express, followed by Dinah Chancer. Then my redeemer Neo Cleo Ben Ali Blackjack Neo well back would have been Go Seek Heidi but up to the turn delivers well clear of Roger Express and Dinah Chancer delivers in no danger and Deliver goes right on to win the maiden brilliantly over Dinah Chancer Roger Express followed by Ben Ali my redeemer and then Neo Cleo and joining me now is Sandown's media manager Michael Floyd good morning Michael and uh, the maiden at Memorial probably not what we expected. 
Good morning, Simone. Yeah, it was a big run by Deliver. It was. Uh, began brilliantly, and uh, the reserve did the right thing. Roger Express just gave him plenty of room, and uh, it was often gone when you're running those sort of splits out in front uh, for a greyhound of its class. It's always going to be hard to run down, but uh, uh, the time was very good as well. 33.95, a race record, uh, and full marks to Deliver. He's had the two starts now over that 5.95 metre trip and broken the 34 seconds on both occasions. Uh, perhaps he's found his distance. Yeah, I think he has. I had a chat to Jason Thompson who handled the dog uh, just after the race and asked him what the plans were going forward. And uh, They had the option of going out to New South Wales for a derby but decided to go for the Maven over the 5.95 metre uh, trip looking ahead to the rookie rebel hoping for an invite there and uh, on that run last night uh, being such a quality field with the likes of Myra Deemer and Neo Cleo in there uh, and Dinah Chancer who was a, a very strong uh, second in that race. Uh, I think he's got to be a, a real good contender in that uh, rookie rebel over the 600 at the Meadows. You would think so. He hadn't drawn an inside box for a little while it had box three at the meadows but um perhaps drawing the red last night really you know was the thing that made him come out for sure yeah absolutely he's uh he's mixed his form or his early speed a little bit uh of his last few starts uh missed it horrible effort when he parked last time out but uh, i think you're right the, the red box really helped bring him out there and uh, of course in a high class field like that on a bend start track positions everything so as soon as he stepped and got that little bit of room early and was allowed to muster uh you know 904 out in front they're going to be yeah. hard to beat from there yeah it's a terrific run also um roger express he raced ran the race of his life i mean he was going head to head with Dinah chancer for a lot of the race and um you know, Dinah Chance is a quality chaser. So Roger Express, he's had 77 starts now, but um, that was probably his best run. Yeah, no question at all. Uh, and being a Corey Grenfell, um, Dinah Chance's trainer before the race, he said he's absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, the Ben start had him a little bit worried, but um, for a dog of his calibre to be racing as well as he is and for Roger Express to uh, to keep him very honest up until uh, the last uh, part of that race uh, where, he, where Dinah Chance eventually got over the top was a huge run. $43.50 uh, getting a starter as a reserve and running third in the listed races. A fantastic effort by Josh Moody, the trainer, and um, full marks the uh, connections there. It sure was. And um, the other greyhounds, like you've mentioned, Blackjack, Neo, Neo, Cleo, My Redeemer, Benali, yeah, just couldn't get a crack um, early, could they? They just missed the start, basically, and uh, just couldn't get into the race. No, that's right. And uh, as we see so often in races of, of this class, that uh, early speed is everything. And, um, you know, if you've got to come from behind, and we saw it with Poker Bear later in the night, um, you know, when you've got to come from off the pace and run down those dogs going that quick out in front, it's a huge ask even for the most talented dogs. So um, once, they, uh, once they get caught in the pack, it was always going to be a big ask. Another race you had on Thursday night, Michael, was the Australian Sprint. Let's take a listen to that now. Ready, racing. Poke the Bear began well wide out, but he's got not enough pace to cross early. And Baruga Brett's going to lead Blue Striker initially and going up near the rail, not available to third, turning out of the straight. Followed by Orson Allen, hasten slowly. Poke the Bear, Vander McFight will force the tail ender. Blue Striker and Baruga Brett going stride for stride down the back. Not available going up on the rail. Then Orson Allen, hasten slowly. Poke the Bear running on. Baruga Brett takes the lead. They jam up. Poke the Bear trying to get through. Down the outer, Orson Allen. Blue Striker Orson Allen, Orson Allen goes home better. Beats Blue Striker, not available. Hasten slowly in a rough old race there. Followed and Orson the Allen, he came off that terrific run at Ballarat last start and then uh, the win on Thursday night, of course. But an exciting race as well, Michael, but something had to give. And um, unfortunately, it was towards the end of the race. It was, yeah. It was, a, it was an interesting affair. Uh, uh, another high-quality race. If this was a Melbourne Cup final, we'd be celebrating how good a race it was. But mm. um, look, they, they, the race had changed completely. A few times there, I thought down the back that um, uh, 
uh, Brugge Brett might have just had the better of Blue Striker, but as they turn from home, I think not available managed to get up underneath and mm. uh, just brought a few dogs together, and that's opened it up for all the other runners there. Um, Orson Allen was camped on their back, switched to the outside, and we know how strong and how good he is, and uh, is a very good winner. Poked it there. Um, I thought he had all the momentum coming to the turn there, but as they packed up, he just had nowhere to go, and uh, of course he's pretty keen for the rail. And when you got a wall of five dogs in front of you, there was no way through. But uh, only three lengths separated the first seven over the line, which uh, just shows how tight it was. But uh, look, Orson Allen, he's a fantastic greyhound. I've had a big rap on him for a long time. He was my Melbourne Cup tip a long way out last year. Right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, just didn't quite get there in the end. But um, look, he's a, a quality greyhound, a shootout winner. Um, don't read too much in the time here. They've only gone 29.66. But uh, you know, the, the nature of the race is always going to be, that the, um, especially once they packed up, they weren't going to be particularly quick. But um, look, he's a fantastic chaser. And uh, good run by Blue Striker, not available to killer miners as well. They were terrific ra- uh, runs. And uh, Blue Striker, I mean, he's shown for a while he can, you know, he's got plenty of ability as well. And to go head to head with Baruga Brett, and they just, neither of them would give up. They just both chased their hearts out. And um, it was in the, like we mentioned before, the final stages. <laughs> Something just had to give. They just couldn't keep Uh-oh. up that momentum. Yeah, they're high-quality greyhounds. And um, the really exciting part for me going forward is, that, you know, all these dogs are still quite young. They've, they've still got another mm. good six to 12 months of racing in their career. So uh, with the Meadows Carnival coming up and uh, the different carnivals around the state and, of course, the RSN Sandown Cup Carnival in May, uh, we're in for a real treat with the quality of greyhounds that are racing at the moment. We sure are. And just on Orson Allen again, like he'd been running over the 460s in the Warrigal Cup final to step up to the 5.15 in that particular field and drawing box six in the fashion that he did it, um, you know, maybe now he's just sort of broken through that barrier and um, he might have a little bit more luck in these bigger races. Yeah, I did chat to Corey um, earlier in the night and he was saying that uh, it really feels like the dog has matured now and he's really getting his head around the racing. And, um, you know, drawing box six is awkward at any of these sort of races and he got a couple of bumps early and got shuffled around a little bit. And the fact that he could pick himself up and still chase down these dogs, he made the right decision to turn to go around. And once he flattened out, uh, you know, he, was, he certainly gets the line the best. And, um, you know, if he's, if Corey's right, he has got his head around the racing side of it. We know how fast he is as a shootout winner. Mm. Um, you know, that's the that could be the missing piece, and um, yeah, it could could pick up some very nice races over the next couple of months. Yeah, some good races to pick up too. Now, also on Thursday night, you announced the Greyhound of the Year winner at Sandown, but it ended up being a tie between Tornado Tears and My Redeemer. Yeah, it's a, it's an award that's voted on by the uh, club committee, um, the CEO and myself. And uh, once the votes came in, we couldn't separate them. And um, you look at the record of these two greyhounds at Sandown Park in 2018. If there was ever going to be a tie, this is uh, as deserving as any. You know, Myron <laughs> sure Reamer, two Group Ones. He won eight of 14 starts of the track, one over the 500 and, uh, and 600 metre races. Uh, Melbourne Cup winner. He won just under 600,000 at Sandown alone. And um, you got Tornado Tears, who was just a he had an amazing amazing run there, uh, 11 out of 15, 340,000 on the track, two group ones himself here in the second fastest over 600 and 700 in the history of the track, um, you know, two thoroughly deserved greyhounds and as I said, if there's ever going to be a tie that's uh, as deserving as any, they're two outstanding chases. I don't think you'll get any arguments from anyone there, Michael, and um, if you do, well, they might need to look at some <laughs> replays and <laughs> um, yeah, I guess sometimes it comes down to personal opinion, but you've got no arguments from me. Now, there was a greyhound in race 12 on Thursday night that you wanted to give a quick shout out to as well. Yeah, Cosmic Kalinda, uh, trained by Stephanie Tyler. It went around at $11, and if you look at the form, it looked pretty moderate, but uh, he managed to get up and win and uh, and paid a, a pretty handsome $11. Uh, um, 
this dog's just a month short of its fifth birthday. It's had a broken hock. It's had a bunch of issues through its career. Uh, at the start of 77, it's got up and won in the last at Sandown Park, which was fantastic to see. Um, and after the race, you, know, you wouldn't pick the dog as being nearly five years old. They've done a fantastic job with him. Um, he's, got a, he's got a pension for McDonald's, though. Yeah, they were stopping on the way back to Boysdale. They were picking up a... They asked him what their preference was, and uh, you know, a soft serve or a, or a cheeseburger, and he liked them all. So uh, I'm sure he got an extra special treat on the way home last night and uh, um, yeah they've got a, a home for him lined up already and the, the guy will be taking on um, uh, taking Cosmic Quinter when he's finished racing saw him and it was a really great sight to see he came around the back there and the dogs uh, the tail started wagging and the eyes lit up the ears were pricked he was, uh, he was very excited to see him so uh, a fantastic effort there uh, not just to keep the dog racing at that age but uh, to come back from what he's done and um, to pick up a city race like that at nearly five months uh, five years of age it's a tremendous effort so well done to all it sure is, and it's just these stories, Michael, isn't it? These are just the stories that we like to hear, and um, you know they're not machines going around that we press a button. They're actually, you know, living, breathing animals that um, you know give them a soft serve, let them know that they're loved, they're part of the family, and um, to keep that greyhound going for, like you mentioned, with all those injuries, what a terrific job they've done. They've obviously cared for him very well. Oh, absolutely, and you can see not just in the condition of the dog, but his manner as well. And um, speaking of the crew there, there was three of them that came along from Boysdale for the night, and they stuck it out. And um, yeah, you could see the wind meant a lot to them, but the dog meant a hell of a lot more. And uh, um, yeah, it's not surprised to see um, yeah the way he was looked after. Just in that little video I saw him after the race. It's no surprise that he's racing as well as he is. And um, you know, fantastic greyhound, and uh, and whoever gets him at the end is going to be incredibly lucky because uh, he's a fantastic dog. It's been great talking to you, Michael. Thanks for the wrap there from Sandown Thursday night and um, look forward to some other features coming up there in the not-too-distant future. A pleasure. Thank you very much. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is GRV's Deputy Chair, Peter Duncan. Good morning, Peter. Morning, Simone. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Did you survive the heat yesterday? Oh, just barely. I think everyone in Melbourne was dying and our poor little puppers would have been having a big old nap yesterday. Uh, they sure would have. I actually spent some time in the kennel. It was cooler than our house. So <laughs> the dogs are getting better treatment than the people in our place. I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the puppers, last week, uh, the Gap Adoption Weekend, it failed on one part. It only went for two days, but uh, how good was it? It was just amazing. I was up there on the Friday um, with the Minister for Agriculture, Jacqueline Sines, and I think by the time I left at 2 o'clock, we'd already adopted out 70 dogs. So it's just been a phenomenal success and nothing we expected because even on that day up in Seymour at our GAP um, adoption facility, it was very hot, but the people were flocking in and taking home their forever puppy. It's an amazing concept, really, and you, you do wonder why other adoption agencies and um, pounds don't sort of do the same thing, I guess, but uh, greyhounds are the best-kept secret that's now out. Absolutely. I just think the love affair that this state is having with greyhounds is not something we ever expected, and it's just amazing to see that now, and we're so happy. And as you and I know, Simone, and your listeners will know, these dogs are just the perfect pet. They just truly are. and They're so well-mannered, they're quiet, and they love their people. So if you haven't got a greyhound already, or if you've only got one, you probably need another one. So <laughs> we're just really thrilled with the result. You can't stop at one, or two. In some cases, some people end up with half a dozen. 
That's right. There's dogs lying everywhere in some people's houses. That's right. Now, this time, Peter, the $75 adoption fee was waived. Um, I know Alan Clayton came under fire from some groups about this, but in my opinion, if you can't afford the $75 adoption fee, you probably shouldn't be owning a dog in the first place. But it was his gesture to people um, out of goodwill who people have had to travel to waive the fee. Do you think that influenced people's decisions at all? I don't really think so, Simone. I think it was just an added bonus because in with all of our adoption days that we do run, we have more people wanting dogs than we have dogs. So a lot of people leave disappointed and wondering when they're going to get their greyhound because they miss out. So it was really just a goodwill gesture, as you said, from GRV to say to people, we've got 115 dogs. Um, We know we're asking you to travel to see more to see them all. So we just thought that was the right thing to do in this instance. So had we not have waived the fee... I don't think we would have um, seen a different result. I think people would still have come. I agree with you there, Peter, wholeheartedly. Like I mentioned, if you can't afford $75 in the first place, you're probably going to struggle to feed a a big dog over a period of time um, and to look after it. So I think it was a nice gesture. And um, look, it may set a precedent for other adoption days as well. Yes, you never know. I'm not sure what's happening there. But yeah, we will just look at um, the results of the weekend, um, and then work out our planning for the next adoption day. Now, you were out there. Um, the logistics of uh, running a day like that, I, I wouldn't even know where to start myself because there's a lot of processes um, with people being adopted or dogs being adopted to the right people and families, and then there's the paperwork and there's the explanation of things. Um, were you able to see how that process went? Absolutely, and we've got this down to a fine art now. So, um, it's really quite a streamlined process where you'll come into the adoption centre, um, whether it's at Seymour or at one of our track day adoption days, and you will go and look at the dogs that are most suited to your family circumstances or to your own personal circumstances if you're a single person. And then you just have a chat with our adopters and they will make sure that we fit you with the right dog. Um, so that's how we run the process. And once you've picked your dog and you've had some pre-kisses and cuddles, you then come across <laughs> and do your paperwork and then you come and get your dog and you take the dog home. And we always do a follow-up call to every adopting family a couple of days later just to check how the dog's settling in and also to see if the family have any questions or things like that. Because obviously um, we have a lifetime return policy at GRV where at any stage of the greyhound's life or whatever circumstances occur we will always take the greyhounds back um, and ultimately we want the dogs to be in their forever homes forever um, but sometimes circumstances don't allow for that and and some and sadly it um, can be sad circumstances as to why the dog has to come back so in the first instance we want to make sure that the family are happy and that the dog is happy. Absolutely now other really good news I'm excited about this our Minister for Agriculture, Jacqueline Symes, not only adopted a greyhound, but she's been brought up in a greyhound family. She's got that grassroots knowledge. I think that's a huge bonus for the industry. Absolutely. And I met the Minister for the first time on Friday and I was uh, fortunate enough to watch her and her young family adopt their dog and it was such a beautiful moment. And having said that, um, her advisor who was with her, he also took home a dog. So, oh, right. So, <laughs> 
Um, we're sort of getting into the, the Victorian government with all the ministers <laughs> taking greyhounds, which is really good. So who knows? We might have a greyhound sitting in Parliament one day. I was thinking um, kennels at Spring Street. <laughs> yes, exactly. That could work. We'll have to talk to our racing minister about that. Um, so, yeah, no, so she's been involved in greyhounds all of her life and she's just a delight and understands the industry and cares about our participants and the dogs. And just to watch her also take home a greyhound, that's a testament to um, the fact that she does love this industry. I think it's a great thing. I think having someone with that intimate knowledge um, that doesn't have to learn it, they've got that experience, they can make decisions and uh, I guess on behalf of the industry and take information on board and come out with what you would think would be the best possible out- outcome because she knows it. Um, she's not having to be having to learn it or be told it. That, that's absolutely correct. And on the Friday whilst we were there, um, it was her second visit to GAP because she needed to uh, bring her little whippet that they have in the family to test with the dog that they've ended up with, who was called Clancy. I think it's been renamed now. I think I saw something on Twitter. I think they've renamed it to Luna or something like that. Right. <laughs> um, but she came back again, obviously, to collect the dog and to... Um, experience at one of our adoption days and one of the biggest we've had obviously and she was fantastic we took her all around the kennels um, and we were as we were walking through the kennels we were saying oh my god all these dogs have been adopted because it was written on their their uh, kennel note and this was early in the day and she was just delighted and yeah she absolutely understands the industry which is fantastic and she also delivered some fabulous news Yes, she did. Uh, one of the Victorian government's pre-election um, promises was to contribute $50,000 to the Greyhound Adoption Program. Uh, so she came up on the Friday and announced that um, here is the contribution and we're just really thrilled with that. And as we know, the Victorian government have been a very staunch supporter of uh, Greyhound Racing and we really appreciate that. So we now have $50,000, which we will use to upgrade some of our facilities at GAP. Um, because we, you know, wanted to um, change like, the, the galloping yards and some of the kennels and just upgrade some of the office space as well. So that's a much needed and thankful um, contribution from the government. It, it sure is. Now, is there any talk, I know it's um, very early days, but is there any talk of another gap adoption weekend anytime soon, Peter? Oh, Simone, I think we're just trying to recover from getting <laughs> from adopting out 111 greyhounds in a day and a half. So I don't know if we've got any dogs left at the moment. Oh, that's great news. To have. Yeah, it is. Um, yes, but no, I'm sure the team at GRB are in the process of uh, organising the next day and that would probably, I would think, be in a couple of months. Oh, sounds good. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Peter. That's um, wonderful news all round. Okay, thanks, Simone. I'd just like to also say to all of your listeners, and I know there's a lot of participants listening, you know, to thank them for their continued support of Greyhound Racing Victoria and thank them for also putting their dogs into the Greyhound Adoption Program because you're making a lot of families very, very happy. And it's making us happy too that we've got somewhere for them to go after they've finished racing now too. Absolutely. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Racing. 
by Brocade. Began well enough on the rail. In fact, he's going to dart through on the inside rail and be a joint leader with Headlock going down the back. They've raced away to Subconscious. Zorro Bale, Amigo 2, El Grand Knocker. Three to Air Commander, three to Quavo. But My Brocade took over and shot away. Race six in front now to Headlock, followed by Zorro Bale. A subconscious, Amigo 2 and El Grand Knocker. Well back, Air Commander. Last Quavo, but they're strung right out. My Brocade's an almighty leader. Eight or nine in front of Headlock and My Brocade romps away. Zorro Bale got up on the fence to grab second to Headlock, then subconscious, El Grand Knocker. And as you would know, my brocade, he gets my run of the week this week with his track record breaking run at Ballarat Wednesday night. Last week's Dog to Follow Premier Rumble was unfortunately scratched on Thursday night at Sandown. So my Dog to Follow this week is Aston Vanquish, who led all the way on Sunday to win on his debut at Sandown in 29.58 then started favourite in the maiden final Thursday night, but ran third after a tardy start, but definitely a greyhound to follow. My best bet is race one, number one tonight at sale. Young Jabrina, this greyhound, is having its third start. It has placed twice. It's a good beginner and having its first inside draw. And if you were on Champagne Lux, my best bet at Ballarat last Saturday night, you backed a very short winner. And what's coming up, we have the Cranbourne Cup Heats next Saturday night and also the finals of the Futurity and Derby are on at Wentworth Park. But until then, you keep those tails wagging.